0: I'm Damien Fowler and I'm George Slotho and welcome to this edition of The Current
1: Podcast. The Current is your deep dive into the future of TV, media and data privacy. All explained in plain English. And today we speak with Roblox, which brands itself as a metaverse.
0: What does that mean? Well, there are literally a million different experiences on Roblox.
1: There's games, concerts and Gucci fashion shows. More than 47 million people log on to Roblox each day. Half of them are now older than 13. Nike, Ralph Lauren, the NFL, and HBO are just among a handful of brands who are building experiences in this digital world. And today we speak with Christina Wooten,
0: VP of Global Brand Partnerships at Roblox. She's gonna talk to us about the power of the metaverse, as well as what brands are getting right and wrong on the platform.
1: So Christina, you've been with the company for seven years, which tells me you're on this metaverse trend before it even became a thing, which is very impressive. But something I've always wondered is, is it Roblox or Robolox? Like, how do you pronounce it? Because I sincerely don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm sick because I'm a little under the weather, but it's so great to be here today with you guys. Yes, I've been with Roblox for almost eight years and then working with Roblox for over nine years. And so definitely been here from the early days. And it's Roblox.
1: Very cool. And then uh, just for the uninitiated, I'm, I'm sure everyone's heard of Roblox. But could you just describe what is it, the very basics, like what is your platform? What is the creator economy? You guys have a digital currency. Can you just touch on those things at a high level?
2: Yeah, Roblox, we really really ushering a new category of human co-experience. So if you think about ways to connect people from around the world and shared experiences and allow them to socialize and engage and really connect with one another, and all of our experiences are built by our community. So we have 47.3 million people all over the world coming to our platform every day. And they can engage with each other. They can create new experiences. They can share those with one another. um, So which makes it really fun because they know what other people want to be know, experiencing on the platform, whether that's, you know, taking what is happening in the real world, trends that are happening, or just anything that they can imagine, they can build. And others can experience that and socialize and engage with one another. There is a creator economy. So the users and the developers who create the experiences, they can have virtual items for purchase within the experiences that others can use to dress up their avatars. And our economy is um, through Robux. So it's a virtual currency. So you can purchase these digital items through
0: Robux. You know, Christina, you talked about these different kind of activations across the platform. Are there any in particular that really stand out to you, you know, in terms of games or beyond games, lifestyle examples that you'd like to illustrate or highlight?
2: there's so many i mean i am so i'm so proud of our community and what they create our developers are absolutely amazing you could see it from some of the experiences like jailbreak which you know my kids play at home where you can pretend like you're a prisoner or you're a policeman and and you know my boys will play together in the same room and if, if i'm not in the same room and i'm listening to them i can't really differentiate if they're talking about something in the real world or they're actually ta- you know in roblox talking about their avatars and how they're engaging together so it's really fascinating and I love that experience. It's just so, it's really popular on our platform. actually the developers of that never met in the real world until recently, which is really amazing. But then you also think about experiences on our platform that don't have a ton of gameplay, but it's really just about built around, I mean, it's about a brand. Like we just launched, um, partner with Ralph Lauren, where they brought their holiday experience to the platform and you can transport into a, an Alpine village and you can have hot cocoa, you can ice skate, which is really, really fun. And you can just experience this holiday an experience with your friends. And you can decorate the tree if you gain enough cheer throughout the experience. You can also shop for Ralph Lauren. So update your avatar and Ralph Lauren virtual items. And it's really about creating these moments, you know, where it's memorable. If you think about online right now, when you click on something or you, you know, read about something, the metaverse is really about jumping in and experiencing that with your friends and creating these memories. So if you talk to people who have been on, their first concert was on Roblox with Lil Nas X, or they went to different experiences like the Gucci Garden or Vans World or Ralph Lauren, you know, they really talk about it uh, as a memory and like an experience that they had rather than something that they saw or something that they read.
0: I actually love that, that thought that, you know, you're actually creating memories in the metaverse. Roblox has built its fan base and especially kids between nine and 12 or 13, I guess. Um, But you're moving into a universe now that you want it to be accessible for everybody. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Over half our audience is actually over 13 now. And our fastest growing demo is 17 to 24, which is really exciting because we've really seen the platform evolve for how people use Roblox, you know, and what they go to Roblox for. It's so much bigger than gaming. It's really about having these shared experiences and doing things together with one another. You can come onto the platform and you can Learn together. You can work together. You can virtually shop together. Or experience entertainment. There's no limitations really to how you use the platform, and so as we see more people using Roblox to connect with one another and and socialize, and we really see that audience begin to um, continue to grow and and be more age inclusive. You know, we we see 20 year olds, 30 year olds coming to the platform and and coming together and connecting with people from around the world. As the technology continues to evolve, we see the audience as well, continue
0: to evolve. I'd read uh, an interview with your CEO and we're talking about Roblox and how it mastered the play aspect of the metaverse. And, you know, millions of, we talk about users building games and play, but that's clearly just the tip of the iceberg and you touched on it just now. Do you imagine the metaverse to be a place Uh, on the platform where people can take part in town halls and conferences? And um, I read somewhere that could even imagine dissecting a frog in biology class, for example. What's the sort of larger vision for the platform?
2: Definitely. I mean, we're experiencing this right now on the platform where our company and uh, we've had a holiday party virtually last year through Roblox. We we meet every few weeks in our town hall experience and you feel like you're with one another. So you can whiteboard together, you can have meetings, you can go into a Zen space and have like a, a break. Um, it's really a fun place for us to come together and see each other, even if it's through avatars. And it's just going to keep evolving. I mean, if you talk, you talk about dissecting a frog, yeah, there's a lot of times that we hear from um, people in the education um, sector where they're talking about how can they make it more fun for students to learn? You know, how can they get them reading? And if you really make it a fun experience on Roblox where you can actually experience it virtually. So say you are dissecting a frog and you're doing it with your friends on Roblox or you're reading a story and then it kind of comes to life in an immersive environment that makes it more fun for the students. So there's a lot of fun things that are are coming.
1: Let's let's pivot over to, like, the brands and, and, and advertising on, on Roblox. Like, one of the things that I find interesting is that you guys carefully choose which brands that you guys partner with to create activations within your millions of gaming worlds. What is that criteria exactly when deciding which brands you're going to work with?
2: Yeah, I mean, of course, Roblox is an open platform, so brands are coming on right now on their own and partnering with our developer community to create experiences, which is amazing. When our team proactively speaks with brands or discussions with brands, we really want to understand if our audience is going to be very receptive to that brand. We, we surveyed them years ago and asked them, which brands and talent and celebrities would you love to engage with on the platform? We want to make sure that the brands that come on, it's going to resonate with them. It's going to feel authentic. It's going to benefit their experience. You know, Our developer community and our, our user community just is always a priority for us. We want to make sure that we're bringing the best to them. And so, you know, you've seen recently some of the examples of our partnerships with um, Gucci for Gucci Garden and the Vans world. And so many of the experiences that we've brought to the platform through our partnerships, it's really not only showcasing the capabilities of the platform, the new technology that the developers can incorporate into their own experiences, but it's really fun and innovative as well. So we want to make sure that it's it's something that's showing. It's groundbreaking. It's, it's really exciting for the user base.
1: Very cool. Yeah. And I want to also ask, like, when it comes to the brands you're working with, like, what are their expectations for the metaverse and and how do you have to educate them on that?
2: So it's still very early days for a lot of brands and how they think about the metaverse and how they're going to enter the metaverse. We do talk to them about, you know, some recommendations that they get to know the community, the platform, you know, really well before they enter the space and really think about how they're authentically going to come onto the platform how their brand values and you know what they stand for, how they want to connect with their audiences. Because when you enter the metaverse, it's really exciting. I mean, it's very engaging in an immersive environments. You get to have this two-way conversation with your consumers and fans, and get real-time feedback. So if you launch, you know, say there was Nike that came on and they launched their ni- virtual Nike shoes within you know hours, millions of people can be wearing those shoes and they're talking about it. So you can get that real-time feedback from them. You can even test products. So if you wanted to launch a product virtually before you ever produced it in the real world, you can get feedback and that will that will help you think about which products you want to actually create in the real world. So getting that feedback from them immediately is, is, is so important. But there is a lot of education. I think that um, every platform is different. You know, We know our audience and we also recommend that brands work with our community. So collaborate with the developers and the UGC creators that have been doing this for years And that's been really successful as we've been connecting brands with our developer communities. And, you know, it's been working out really well. And and you can see, especially through like, you know, a Vans world that launched and they worked with our developer studio Gink Stockholm, um, how much thought went into that experience and how their brand values were going to translate into their, you know, their virtual experience on Roblox. It came through in such a beautiful way. and was so successful. It had over 50 million visits since it launched in September.
1: That's totally fascinating. And just like the idea of testing a product and if like the fans like gave feedback and then that feedback was incorporated into the real world item. I and like if I could just imagine myself as a kid and just kind of knowing that world a little bit, like I'd be even more excited for that product. So I could I could certainly see how that could build momentum. One of the things that I was wondering about is like, let's say I'm a brand and I know brands and not all of them have the best ideas sometimes, but like what's something they get wrong when initially trying to engage with, users on your platform?
2: You know, I think one thing that brands should be thoughtful about is not just bringing your IP to the platforms, to the metaverse, and and think it's going to resonate immediately because you have this massive IP that in the real world, everybody loves it just how it is. Like you really have to understand how you're bringing it into this new space. So I think jumping in immediately and not thinking through how that's going to authentically resonate with the audience may be a mistake. So we really try to work with brands and say, okay, let's let's take some time to understand the platform, how your brand specifically will translate onto Roblox, you know, and with our audience and how they're going to engage with, with your brand. So I think that that's always something, you know, we're constantly educating brands on.
0: I know that brands are experimenting with ways to bridge that gap with the online offline connection. And I, for example, I know that Nerf guns, for example, are experimenting with that. And I've, I discovered this the other day because I was walking down my stoop in New York and my, my next door neighbor, their kids, nine and 12, playing with the, the, the Nerf gun. So I'm assuming they're on Roblox. So, I mean, the brand sold Nerf guns that they could play as could buy in the gaming universe and then sold the same ones in stock. Could you talk a little bit about how that online-offline connection is working for brands and the platform?
2: It's so interesting, you know, to bridge uh, IRL and, and digital, and just the thought of, you know, not only creating something in the virtual space that will spill into the real world, but also the other way around. So, real world products that are then replicated or or recreated in the virtual space. A lot of brands are thinking through this and what the future of this looks like because uh, there's so many fascinating things you can do with this. We recently saw this with Chipotle, you know, for their burrito activation on Roblox where, you know, every day there was 30,000 codes for the first 30,000 users that went into the space and dressed up in a virtual costume and went into the virtual Chipotle on Roblox. And they can get a code for a real world burrito in in the real world. And so that was kind of some testing and experimentation that Chipotle wanted to do on the platform. It was massively popular.
1: One of the things that blows my mind, and I'll kind of get into like where I see Roblox going is, is that you, the Roblox creators made 329 million in 2020. I know you guys maybe have some more updated figures, but that's just alone that like I could be a creator and I can make something and get rich off of it. Like I could be a kid. I don't know. It just, it's, it's just kind of wild. It makes me wonder like if, eventually like Roblox might play out to be like a YouTube where the stuff the the creators are making turns into content but the metaverse is exploding in interest and popularity Roblox promotes itself as ushering in the metaverse but you know does the platform see a future where players are able to transport their avatars off the platform and play uh, or exist on another platform like in other words like is Roblox going to be some sort of walled garden or do you see it expanding and branching out as the metaverse becomes a thing, assuming it does.
2: I mean, it's it's very early days still. It's definitely top of mind, but you know, technology really needs to advance a lot more for interoperability. And on the platform right now, as I mentioned, there's you know almost 50 million people coming from around the world to to play and to share ex- within experiences. And we have so many different experiences. There's really always fresh new content for you to go to and new things for you to do. So our our user base is really excited about the fact that they can come on and they can not only just experience one genre or one experience, they can really go into any type of experience and meet their friends. Like on Roblox, that's where their friends are, you know. And so they're really engaging, and they're spending so much time on the platform, and they're really excited about that.
0: I was reading about uh, pop star Zara Larson. I can't say uh, you know I I know Zara Larson because I'm probably out of that age group, but she made more than a million dollars selling digital items to Roblox players who came to her virtual concert in the app. You know. Is there a sort of larger opportunity there for brands to sell digital goods and advertise their products through the games? I mean, we sort of touched on this already, but you know, how can selling digital goods be a way to track or justify brands, you know, return on their investment in the app?
2: Yeah, virtual goods is definitely a new revenue stream for a lot of brands. They're thinking that, you know, when they first come to Roblox, they definitely think about our region engagement because it's so massive. And then they realize how big of a revenue stream opportunity this is for them. And again, to not even have to create a physical product, but really kind of think about which products want you wanna release in a digital in the digital form. And um, we hear for so many brands, like you know, Vans and Ralph Lauren and, and who have really thought about what's the strategy for them as far as moving forward with digital fashion and virtual goods. Um, so I think <clears throat> just for brands in general, like they're they're definitely seeing this as a new revenue stream. And then also, you know, we've, we know that when you're trying on items virtually and you're having fun and you're really building that affinity for the brand, you may be more likely to go buy that physical item in the real world. So there's kind of two, two ways to think about it. You know, it's just how that will translate into physical world, physical product sales, but also digital is such a big revenue opportunity on its own.
0: I wanted to ask you, you know, some of the sort of physical challenges as you scale. You're such a global presence now. I was reading the headline in the New York Times, you know, when Roblox went down, children were forced to go outside for Halloween, you know. So I guess the question is, you know, what are the infrastructure challenges for a platform like Roblox as you scale up and you, you know, blow through these national boundaries and people all over the world are on the platform? Is that something that you have to engage with?
2: You know, it was funny with when Roblox went down for a little bit, I mean, I saw this at my own house, you know, how much, and it really reminded us how important of a role Roblox plays in so many people's lives and how they socially, they connect socially and with their friends. So that was just another reminder for us. And then our engineers, you know, worked around the clock and really, you know, were able to fix the issue. And I think that they're always going to be staying on top of this as we continue to grow.
1: So negative headlines and social platforms almost go hand in hand these days. One of the things that I was wondering is, how is Roblox differentiating itself uh, from having these sort of experiences on its platform?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's something I'm so proud of, actually, about being at Roblox and seeing our commitment to making sure that the way people will engage together and interact in a social way in the future will be more positive. we're, We're definitely dedicated and investing into making sure that, you know, um, it's as safe as possible, but it's also in a positive environment. The goal is really for people to interact with one another in, more, in a more kind way and in a more positive way, so that when they leave the platform, they feel better. You know, they had fun with their friends. It's not such a negative impact on them, and, and it's not so much about comparing themselves with one another, but it's really about inspiration and you know creativity with one another and collaborating with one another and really just having fun. So something i'm you know when i think about my my children you know and how they'll interact in the future it you know at the it, it gives me hope you know when i think about like roblox and all of our investment that we're doing as far as making sure it is safer and more positive that hopefully in the future people will come to roblox and and other platforms really and just make sure that they're you know experiencing something in a positive way but yeah i'm so proud of that i think that our teams work it's so hard. It's such a genuine passion internally as well. Everybody who's working on safety and digital civility, it's something that everybody is, you know, making sure that that it's it's a priority.
1: Thanks for sharing that. And, uh, you know, you can't talk about you know advertising on a platform without brand safety. Roblox recently introduced an age verification system to help regulate the content children see uh, in the app. How does how does the platform regulate the content that appears in the app, especially when it comes to issues like brand safety?
2: Yeah, so we did introduce verific- ID verification and it's really the use case is really more broad than that. So we want to make sure that, you know, safety is our number one priority on Roblox and and which, you know, I, I really appreciate. our A lot of our users, you know, over half of them are over 13, but we do have the 12 and under audience as well. So we want to make sure that the experiences that they're seeing on the platform or that they're going on to in the platform are appropriate for them. So we have you know thousands of human moderators that are constantly checking the platform. We have AI technology that's moderating as well. We have different you know, chat filters. We have a lot of different levers that we can pull for different age groups and things like that to make sure that it's as safe as possible. We're always investing in how you know the future of Roblox will be a safe environment and a positive environment for people to engage together. So yeah, you'll continue to see new tools that come out just to make sure that um, the platform is, is safe.
1: That's, that's really interesting. And just like real quick, far out, if you're looking through a lens of like, you know, 20 years, where do you see the metaverse going? Where do you see Roblox going? Like, just way out there.
2: What I think is so exciting is, is we really don't know how people will use Roblox. Like, we see this today, our creators are creating things that we could never think of. Um, we do imagine a day where maybe you're shopping virtually, and you're trying on your avatar, and then you click a button, and you could get that, you know, shipped to you in the real world. I think that's super exciting. The possibilities are limitless. They really are. And so I think that you know we're just going to be blown away by what our developer community creates.
0: And that's a wrap for this season of The Current. Stay tuned for season three, which drops
1: later this year. The Current is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Loving Caliber. The Trade Desk team includes Cassie Crosby, Yvonne Sikic, and Kat Vesey. And remember...
2: It's so much bigger than gaming. It's really about having these shared experiences and doing things together. There's no limitations really to how you use the platform.
0: I'm Damien. And I'm George. And we'll see you soon.